Welcome to Watch Therefore, the program designed to help the disciple of Messiah Jesus obey His command to watch therefore and be ready, for you don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming. Dove Schwartz here at the Sea of Galilee, encouraging everyone who's watching more than ever to watch therefore and be ready. So thankful to be with you once again on Watch Therefore. Well, in every generation of the community of faith in Messiah Jesus, there are very real serious issues we need to face. And, and we face them with the standard of the Word of the living God. And we're going to do that today as we continue in our study of the book of 2 Peter. Let's start off with a word of prayer. O Father in heaven, in Messiah Yeshua, our great Lord Jesus' name, thank you for the special time we have together. Lord, may it be a holy, productive time that helps us to watch therefore and be ready. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Well, last time I taught on this, we saw that chapter 2 is about dangerous, false prophets and teachers. And we were reminded that initially there were no chapter breaks and verses. This was simply a letter. I'm glad those chapter breaks and verses were added later. It's very helpful for us to read our Bibles that way. But sometimes we need to remember that initially they weren't there. Uh, so originally there was no chapter break between chapters 1 and chapter 2. And we saw the first word of chapter 2 is the word but. And the word but is significant there because it connects by contrast. It directly connects chapter 1 at the end and chapter 2. So let's do some re review reading in 2 Peter 1.16 through 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, which will bring us up to the various serious things we need to address today. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed as a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came, not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, 
who privilege shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So we saw that Peter says the truth, not cunningly devised fables, is that Bible prophecy is more reliable than what Peter, James, and John saw with their eyes when they saw Jesus the Lord transfigured before them and they heard our Father from heaven speak to them and say, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And that we do well to take heed or arrange our lives around Bible prophecy, especially the rapture, which is spoken of in this passage we read, as the day star rises in our hearts and the day dawns, speaks of Christ in us, the hope of glory, rising up in our hearts as the Lord appears in the clouds to catch us up and take us back to that place He's been preparing for us. And, and he goes on to say that no word of prophecy is of any personal or private interpretation. And that's why the things that I just shared with you, I spent two full programs, or, or a lot of two programs, sharing these things and 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 give reference to Bible verses and cross-reference through the scriptures to show you what the Bible says about these things. It doesn't matter what you or I think about what does this mean? Oh, it means this to me. No, it doesn't matter what it means to you or me. It matters what the Holy Spirit meant when he wrote it, and we need to rightly divide the word of truth. Amen? And, and we also saw that the tribulation takes place after we're caught up to be with the Lord, and then we return with Messiah Jesus in glorified bodies to begin the thousand-year reign of Messiah Jesus. This is what the Bible teaches. You can look back at previous programs to see where I teach in depth on this in the Scriptures. And so, in contrast, as he goes into what we call chapter 2, as he continues through his letter, in contrast to the significance of Bible prophecy, the rapture, the second coming, and the need to rightly divide Bible prophecy, there will be false teachers and false prophets. We saw the word pseudo-didaskalos is the word, the Greek biblical word that's used for false prophets there. And it speaks of pseudo or false prophets and teachers that craftily bring in teachings that are destructive and where it speaks of damnable heresies. That's what he's talking about there. Teachings that divide people away from the truth and the congregation of the truth. And they even deny the Lord who bought them. And that word bought is the biblical, same biblical Greek word is used for redeemed with the church that was on earth in Revelation chapter 1 that has been raptured and is in heaven in Revelation chapter 5. I showed those scriptures very clearly on earlier programs. And it's, the church in heaven says that you have redeemed us by your blood. And we've seen that redemption is empty without final redemption. I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I am being redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But that's empty if we're in this pitiful condition and we die and don't go to that place where the Lord has called us and prepared for us and given eternal glorified bodies. That's eternal redemption, folks. And without it, the other expressions of redemption are empty. And see, that's where the false preachers and prophets leave us. They leave us without the prophetic fulfillment of final redemption. There are many ways to deny the Lord in word, thought, and deed. Denying Bible prophecy denies the Jesus who is coming back for us to take, that take us back to that place that He's prepared for us, which is final redemption. The Lord who bought us or redeemed us. 
So the testimony of Jesus we've seen is his story. It describes who and how he is. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And Isaiah 46, 9 is a reminder that we looked at previously. And what I'm doing is I'm reviewing this to set up the rest of our program to go forward in 2 Peter chapter 2. He says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. You see, the Lord proves that He's the true and living God through Bible prophecy. And, and earlier in this teaching, we saw a, a really important quote from the late Derek Prince, who would speak about the significance of Bible prophecy. Here's a quote, and I'm going to have it put up on the screen. If you analyze the teaching of the New Testament on holiness, you see that in almost every case it is linked up to the expectation of the Lord's return. And personally, I believe that when the church loses the sense of expectation of the Lord's return, New Testament standards of holiness are impossible because I believe that is the key motivation. And, and look at the significance of holiness. And without an expectation of the Lord's return, without the prophetic word of God, without our understanding of that, we can't walk in holiness. It's what the Lord uses to keep us walking in righteousness and holiness. And look what he says, in, uh, the, the author of Hebrews says, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. No one will see the Lord. So there are many ways to deny the Lord who bought us. One very prominent way, which Peter speaks of, is to deny by omission and replace with heresy or to pervert. Bible prophecy. To say that Bible prophecy is not important, and listen, I've heard this. I've had people start hassles with me. I've had pastors and leaders and big fish church leaders with letters after their name talking to me like, who are you, little nobody? That Bible prophecy, they tell me, is not important and it causes division. It causes the blah, 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 blah. All these different excuses they have. No, to say that to, and, and to not teach Bible prophecy properly is dangerous heresy, especially in this generation, as so much Bible prophecy, more than ever in history, is leaping off the pages of the Bible. No, they're false prophets and false teachers. And some, I believe, are just deceived and have a heart for God and will repent and get right with them about this as they're corrected by the Spirit of the Lord and by loving brothers in Messiah Jesus. But many are simply false teachers and false prophets. And we're going to see more about this in just a moment. Folks, don't go anywhere. This episode of Watch Therefore is so important and will help you and protect you and, and set you on a new course to arrange your life around, to take heed to the prophetic word. Why? So that you'll hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You'll be like that one Messiah Jesus speaks of when he says, watch therefore and be ready. You don't know the hour of the day your Lord is coming. The Watch Therefore message 
is life preserving and life saving. It's life preserving because it shows those who were in lukewarmness, that terrible, dangerous condition our Lord Jesus warned us about, that time is running out. Now is the time to repent of lukewarmness. It's life saving because it warns the lost. Now is the time. You're running out of time. Now is the time to get right with God and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So watch therefore message, life preserving and life-saving. Blessing Israeli Believers is such an important ministry. Our co-founding partner, John McTurnan and myself, we founded the ministry Blessing Israeli Believers because we learned that one of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. They're getting out the gospel. They're making disciples. They're saving babies from abortion, helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua. One of the best ways to bless Israel is to bless Israeli believers in Messiah Jesus. Join us today. Along with taking the gospel to the Jew first and then to the nations, Romans 1.16, the Apostle Paul also said that he was poured out for the faith of others. His life was poured out, and that's why we have our ministry poured out for the nations, taking the gospel and discipleship all over the world, and most recently, in Africa, in Burundi, and Rwanda. Opportunities and open doors abound. Join us and be poured out for the nations. A great way to watch Therefore is to go to our website, watchtherefore.tv, and sign up for our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nations newsletters. There you can get prayer points and have a better understanding of the details of our ministry, especially for those who want to join us in prayer and financial support. So go to watchtherefore.tv. You'll find out a lot of important things about our ministry. And most importantly, sign up for our monthly newsletters, Blessing Israeli Believers, Poured Out for the Nations. Remember, watch therefore and be ready. As you can imagine, our Watch Therefore Media, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations Ministries costs a lot of money. And first, let me say about that, if you haven't received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's our strong desire that you would receive Him and be our guest today. But for those who understand the principles of sowing and reaping and laying your treasures up in heaven, we know that these ministries are advancing the kingdom of the Lord and you'll be laying your treasures up in heaven. So you can give online or by post. There's information up on your screen. And what a way to watch therefore and be ready. Laying your treasures up in heaven with watch therefore blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. And for all of you who are prayerfully and financially partnering with Watch Therefore and our ministries, let me say thank you. God bless you. We're praying for you and trusting that we're all together being very fruitful. And one day we will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. We've seen that the Apostle Peter warns us about false prophets and teachers who pervert and replace Bible prophecy with destructive teachings, damnable heresies. And they also attempt to replace holiness with lust and worldliness. And much of what is called faith in Messiah Jesus today is getting stranger by the second. Let's continue in chapter 2 to verse 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be 
false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Many will follow their destructive ways. And they are. And they are. So many today follow these pseudo-prophets and teachers and their destructive ways. And what's the result of that? The way of truth is being blasphemed. You see, though so many who profess Christ are deceived by these false prophets and teachers, can I tell you who oftentimes are not? The lost, the lost who need to be saved by Messiah Jesus see through their charade and curse the Lord because of them and their followers. Reasonably, in the minds of the lost and perishing, the false followers of Messiah Jesus are associated with Him, thus, in their minds, making Him also false. See how demonic this is? And, and see, Peter speak of the true motive of these false prophets and teachers. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. No, their motivation is covetousness, which means an extreme greed for wealth or material gain. Greedy desire to have more. I was at a, a minister's conference one time, and the speaker said something that I'll never forget. He warned the other ministers there pastors, prophets, evangelists, and others. He warned them of the three G's. He said, beware of gold, glory, and girls. Gold, glory, and girls. One of the things that choked out the Jesus movement in the late 60s and then into the 70s, one of the things that choked it out was the false prosperity movement in the churches. And and sadly, the um, false American prosperity gospel has spread to the world. I would go to Africa and I go in churches and see it there. Oh, it was horrible how they got their eyes off Messiah Jesus and got their eyes on the things of this world. And then I would go and I would be introduced to pastors about speaking in their congregations. And and they were very concerned initially that I would bring in this American doctrine, this false American prosperity movement and other things. And they would listen to me and I had to meet with them. And then they saw, no, you're not part of that. And they would let me and invite me to their congregations. And we built up very important relationships with them. And, and uh, I know of others, missionaries, one that was a friend of mine that went to the Philippines. They wouldn't let him in for two years. They said, we don't want you to corrupt our churches with that false American doctrine, false American perverted doctrine. You see? Uh, and it's sad because there are, there are legitimate, authentic American pastors and preachers and prophets and churches. Yeah, but there's also a lot of false pseudo didascalists, false prophets and teachers. He says here to, that, they, that they exploit, that they exploit these false prophets and teachers exploit to make merchandise of or use a person or a thing. Uh, they see precious souls. The, the precious souls Messiah Jesus died. He bled and died and rose again for. They see them as sheep to fleece. Now, the Lord told us 
to feed his sheep, not to fleece his sheep. He told us to feed his sheep, not to poison his sheep. Well, what do they use? They use deceptive words. And, and they're in big trouble with the Lord, Peter has, has spoken here, has written here. Yes? And, and you can understand that because our Father in heaven gave so much, his only begotten Son, to pay for precious souls, to buy them back from destruction. And then these false prophets and teachers lead them into destruction. Wow. Well, where does judgment begin first? The Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 17, that judgment begins first in the household of God. And we're about to see how the Lord Jesus judges while having mercy on the righteous. You see, in the same way that he judged angels that sinned with women and corrupted the earth in Noah's day, but saved Noah and his family. And in the same way he judged Sodom and Gomorrah, yet saved Lot. These are examples of how the Lord will deliver the godly out of temptations and reserve the wicked for punishment at the day of judgment. 2 Peter 2, verses 4 through 11. Stay with me. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. And especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They're presumptuous, self-willed. They're not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. You see, he also speaks of the lust and arrogance of the false prophets and teachers who try to exercise dominance over Satan. A great cross-reference to help us understand this, especially verses 10 and 11, of 2 Peter 2. A great cross-reference for that is Jude, uh, which is one chapter, so it's Jude 1, 6. And so let's take a look at Jude 1, 6. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also, also these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Yet Michael the archangel, in contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these speak evil of whatever they do not know, and whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts. In these things they corrupt themselves. You see, the Bible teaches that we have a measure of authority to cast out demons and deliver precious souls from bondage and to stand in the armor of God in the strength of our Savior Jesus. Yet we do so to honor the Lord and for protection and to maintain our testimony and to help precious souls. So these, these false prophets and teachers arrogantly rail against Satan as if in their own strength 
they are over him. And interestingly, many who teach the false prosperity doctrines also do this. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? They're, they're, they're um, peas in a pod with these false teachings. Yeah? They come together as a package deal. The false prosperity doctrine and railing against Satan as if they are over him. Right? And, and, and Peter and Jude warn about these who do so. No, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble with the Lord. So, so what should we do in light of this? What should we do? Well, humbly take heed to Bible prophecy. Watch for the coming of the Lord and be ready. Walk in holiness. Walk in righteousness. Look for the Lord to come with great expectation every day. Watch therefore and be ready. And ask the Lord for discernment. And you've heard some things today that you can use as guides, as boundaries. Yeah? And maybe today you've heard things that would, that would help you to understand I need to be ready, but I'm not yet even saved. I don't even know that I've been forgiven for my sins. Do you know when the Lord comes for us, for us that you will go with us? Or will you be left behind through the tribulation and then go to hell? Oh, please consider these things. We've all sinned against God. We've all broken His laws. We've cursed God's name. We've lied. We've lusted and, and more. And that's why our Father in heaven who loves you sent our Savior Jesus to live a sinless life that he might take our sins, your sins, upon himself on that cross. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah. He rose again. And today he sent me to you (laughs) to preach this good news, this gospel that he loves you and he wants to forgive you and give you a new life that you'll be ready when he comes back for us. Oh, listen, it's not a fable. This Savior is coming in the clouds for His people to take us back to this place He's prepared for us. And all hell is going to break loose on this earth. You don't want to be here. Cry out to Him today, Jesus, Lord, save me. I want to repent. You have to repent. You have to turn away from your ways and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Jesus, Lord, I want to be saved today. I want to, I, I, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and rose again. Forgive me, save me, give me a new life. Send your Holy Spirit to live in me and make me a new creation and help me to be ready, Lord Jesus, when you come. Amen. If you're doing that, if you're praying and you're doing that now, you're giving your life to Messiah Jesus. There's information in the bottom of the screen. Contact us. We want to send you free literature, a brochure to help you begin your new life in Messiah Jesus. For all who are watching, oh, this is a very serious time. So take heed to the things you've heard today. And more than ever before, remember to watch therefore and be ready. Messiah Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R. I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website, watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website, watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at watchtherefore.tv. 
Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch therefore and be ready. Slain, he'll come again. Our conquering king on that day, his sword will go forth to take back and restore.